is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, and an incredibly uh, uh, what, vibrant yeah, he's ready to go. Uh, Jamie Rivers today. He's Locked like, and loaded, you gentlemen. You are ready to jump over the boards and skate, boy, skate. I'm t- it's like, ready to do. Go, I got the heels go. clicking. What's I'm ready deal? to go. Why? How come? What's I don't know. Just it's get Friday, a good night's Jeff. sleep or what? It's Friday, Jeff. And you know what? When I walk in here and I get to see you guys and I don't just have to wave to you and smile through the mask, puts me in a good mood. Oh, Here, that's good. Here's a question to start this show. Can Pat Maroon's liver handle him winning more Stanley Cups? Okay. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I mean, legitimately, I saw a picture yesterday and this might, it might just be how and when it was t- taken, but it is him... Outside of a convertible, standing up, and it looks as though that there is a potential for a wet pants situation. Yes, could have been a drink, could have been a spill. I get it. Let's clarify that though, okay? Because TMZ called me yesterday (laughs) regarding this. They didn't bring me up, did they? Um, So they paid me though, so I gave him a story. Anyways, uh, no, Pat Maroon. He he was pouring beer and champagne like you know over his face, and it rolls down. The big rigs barrel chest and that mm, Go hair. on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Uh. And, it, and it gets obviously all over his pants. And so Barstool Sports, I don't mean to drag him through the mud, but I know a bunch of those guys, so I don't care. They posted, oh, it's, you know, it's cool to pee your pants. And, of course, then uh, Pat Maroon's brother, Phil, came to the defense. The guard dog security, I call uh-huh. Phil. Uh-huh. He came in and was like, he's champagne and beer, which it was. But um, did you like the look? Okay, because yeah, Florida man loved it. Florida yeah, it man, great. but to me, and you guys know wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, like no. not super fans. Okay, so we'll try to picture this, and you'll know what I'm talking about. The Big Show. Do you remember yeah, that guy? Of course. Okay, massive guy. The Big Show. Obviously, Got it. Pat Maroon was the Big Show meets Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Yeah, I go with that. I can see that. You know what I'm I saying? Can see I can see that yeah. completely. My, my explanation is if you want to pee your pants, win a Stanley Cup back-to-back first and then do it. And yeah. then say, I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, what's his name last year? Zach Sanford just puked in the car. <laughs> right, so, right. Classy. I mean, anything goes at this point, I think. Keep it classy. I, I just still remember that video of just, oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Boy, I talked got to on the girlfriend. Yeah, like, oh, Zach. Zach. <laughs> I talked to him after that. And I'm like, what were you doing? He's like, well, I didn't really want to puke. I'm like, no, dude. You're in a Stanley Cup parade. You let that haul at the no, side of the car. You grab a beer. You crush it. Oh, and you yeah. yell, you're a legend. Dude, again, yeah. you'll never pay for a meal ever again here. Ever, ever, ever. There'll be true. t-shirts made of a puke and rally. Okay, so so <laughs> back to Maroon, seriously, for just a second. So it seemed as though, at least to me, when he had signed with the Blues a year, you know, two years ago at this point, that this was sort of the end run for, for right, Big Rig. Yeah. That this was maybe the last stop or two. Well, now it seems like after him winning again with with Tampa, that maybe he has like carved out this role as the missing piece to potentially Stanley Cup puzzles. So my question is, is Maroon going to get another one-year deal? Could he get two? He's not going to retire at this point, right? No. No, no, he's going to keep going. Me? I, I, I mean, think the, the, the not best... unless he wants to. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, he won't be forced into retirement because the deals aren't coming. But, but if you've won two in a row and you find somebody that offer you another one-year deal, why wouldn't you? Because, my God, you could do three well, in a and row. That's, and that was going to be my next... Well, Listen. that was going to be my next question. What kind of contract is it possible for him to get this offseason? 
Will it be another one-year deal, probably? It'd be a one-year deal, for sure, because let's just be honest here. I love the big rig. Like, I love him like religion, okay? That man is uh, just an awesome guy. And... But he's not getting any faster, mm-hmm. and he's not getting any lighter. We have video evidence to show that the <laughs> yes. big rig is enjoying himself, yeah, okay? Yeah. Maybe get a little rounder. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe. Whatever it is, chubby but effective, right? <laughs> right. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> yep, yep, well, yep. certainly back-to-back makes him really effective, and teams are going to line up for that. You know, you get a one-off. Tampa, he had a relationship with John Cooper. Mm-hmm. He coached him here in St. Louis for the Bandits way back when at Old Hardy's Iceplex. So he knew Pat Maroon, the individual— and they were missing something like that. And Patty came in with just subtle changes to that locker room. Like the first thing he did is he obviously met Steven Stamkos, but then realized the whole locker room is, speech, is speaking different languages. The Russians are over here. The Swedes are over here. The French guys are over here. And he's like, whoa. It's like, we don't do that in St. Louis. Like in, the, in the locker room, the blues, we all talk English. That way we're all able to communicate at all times. And it takes away the clicks. Right. Because if you're yeah, mad, like yeah. if we speak English – and I, I know I understand this because I played in other countries and that you migrate to your own people, so to say, and you're really more prone to criticize other guys. Be like, well, that guy there, he missed his check. Oh, that guy didn't see me open. Well, when you got to talk in front of the whole group and keep it open, guess what? You're not dogging on people. You're not creating these little clicks. And so Pat Maroon was brought into Tampa to change the culture there. Mm-hmm. They had a winning culture regular season. They didn't have a culture to take them over the hump. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in Pat Maroon, um, Zach Bogosian, who's another guy that yep. you guys would just love. This mm-hmm. guy's awesome. Kevin Shattenkirk, you know Shatty. He's oh, an yeah. amazing dude. And so on and so on. I think they brought in one other guy. Oh, uh, Luke Shen, Braden Shen's brother. A tough, gritty Saskatchewan kid. Yeah. Changed the culture. That locker room now, they were winning those tight games. And the big rig, to your point, Donnie, yeah, he's signing another deal. Look at the big moments in Stanley Cup history in the last two years. Yeah. How big is Pat Maroon? Pardon the pun. <laughs> how big is Pat Maroon in big moments? Scores the double OT winner. He's part of the huge game in Winnipeg last year. This year, he uh, assists on one of the winning goals. He's screening the goalie for two different overtime goals. And in the last game, the clinching game, he knocks a puck out of midair with his backhand at center ice. Moves it out wide like you're supposed to do. Middle lane drive. I dare you to get in front of me. The defense go, whoa, lay. Just go ahead to the net. The goalie's like, don't let this guy get to the net. Pass across. One-timer goal. Now it's 2 nothing. That's your insurance goal. And Pat Maroon's a huge difference. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I love how he was super, super physical when he needed to. Picked his spots. He had 55 hits in these playoffs. Ridiculous. Man. So, so, so where does he go next year? I think Tampa locks him up for so? another year. I think so. They have salary cap problems. So what's going to happen here, and we'll get into this maybe today if we have time, is a lot of uh, restricted free agents who are do a qualifying offer, they're not going to get qualified because the teams are going to be like, whoa, the best way to shed salary here is by not re-signing our current assets, and now we don't have to buy guys out, and we literally end up with zero salary cap hit if we let a 2 or $3 million player walk. Pat Maroon comes in somewhere between a million, million and a half. If he's smart, that's his home run. Don't go for two. Don't go for three. You'll sit on the shelf longer at that point. Teams are looking for that good guy 
to be team focused and at a million, million and a half, that guy's a steal. And also, it's, I'm sorry, Donnie, it's no. also uh, great for the team to put out a press release saying, hey, this two time back to back Stanley Cup champion is coming to our club. So that helps as well. And we make jokes about it. And, and I think it's, you know, funny or whatever about Big Rig's size, you know, about how he is not a, not a tiny individual and not yeah. getting smaller. Does the next team say, or does Tampa in the offseason say, hey, Pat, we'll listen. We love what you do, but maybe we got to tighten her up a little bit. Can I answer that? Or at this, yeah, go ahead. Uh, this is what I think you're going to say is, why would you tell a guy to change that just won back-to-back Stanley okay. Cups? I'm, yeah. I'm asking, is that right or no? You're Yes, you're right. Half right, okay? And, and you're not wrong. Let me get to the answer. So, <laughs> Because I'm like, you're right, but you're not right, but you're not wrong. And I feel like, what the Here's hell am I doing we'll here? Do from moving forward, the next time Donnie asks you a question, I'll let you answer. No, 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 no. How's that sound? I love no, to no, get no, no, no. Perfect. Listen, getting your input is part of the fun, right? So um, you tell him to be careful. You know, your wording to him is, hey, Patty, look it. You, you push the envelope here, literally. Your size is your biggest asset, and along the wall and in front of the net, there's nobody, or at least nobody better than you, okay? There might be a few guys as good, but nobody better than you. So we understand how that's a big part of your game. However, you know, let's not get carried away and come in 10, 15, 20 pounds heavier than you are at the end of the season. And Patty Maroon has never had a problem of being in shape come training camp. Well, that's not true. In his days in Philly, Way back when, when he was a kid, which, trust me, as a young kid in the NHL, you make a lot of mistakes, okay? But since Patty's been a real pro from the Anaheim days, he's never had a problem uh, being in shape at camp. Now, he doesn't look like a runway model or a, a fitness model. Sure. But guys are built differently. Look at his bone structure. He's got a barrel chest. He's never going to look, you know, ripped at mm-hmm. that point. You All you care about is that his VO2 is good, that he can get up and down the ice without hurting your team, and that he's able to play his shift length properly. What's VO2? VO2 max is the, uh, it's basically your wind intake with your heart okay, rate. Okay, I thought so, it was something medical that we wouldn't really understand anyway. What they do yeah. is they do a VO2 max test every year, and it's basically a test from hell. And is this the thing that we we as fans see, like the, the oxygen thing and they're running? Is that okay? They put a clip that. on your nose, um, then they put this oxygen mask like in your Try to keep it clean here, Jeff. In your mouth mm-hmm. and around your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. And Be then nice. so they start. <laughs> Are the ankles bound at all? Or? They tape your feet to, uh, they, and you know what? They do, actually. They tape your feet to the bike pedals. And what happens is some some of them are done on a treadmill. Most of the hockey ones are done on a bike. And they start the tension lightly, and you go, and you're, they test every minute. They test your heart rate. And what they do is they look at your oxygen levels, along with your carbon dioxide that you're pushing out and all this stuff. As the test goes on, they cut down your oxygen and increase the tension on the bike. Oh, okay. So basically simulating a game situation where you'd start to get out of breath. And then so what's your output with very little input coming in? And they go basically until you pass out or puke in, in the, the oh, head. Fun. That fun. sounds awful. Yeah, that a really whole lot of awful. Yeah. Like a great so, time. Quick story, if we have time. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that. Uh, yeah, Grant Fuhr, um, his first year here in St. Louis. Mike Keenan came in, and there's some legendary stories from that training camp because it was the first camp we had ever had with like fitness testing. And I was 19. I was in shape because I was scared to death of everything. Sure. And Grant Fuhr gets on the VO2 test, and he's biking, and they got him all set up, and. He goes, oh, I'm done. Whew, that was good. I'm done. They're like, 
Mr. Fear, the test hasn't started yet. He was pedaling. You have like a four or five minute warm up where they're just getting readings. Right. You know, yeah, your yeah. regular making readings. Making sure everything works. Yeah, and the bike, you know, just making sure that it's registering. The tension was at like two. And he's like, oh, I'm done. So, well, thanks, everybody. I yeah, appreciate you, Mr. Fear. That was, you know, Mike Keenan was in the room, and that's the, the training camp he sent Grant Fear home for being out of shape, right? Totally makes sense. But I think I actually blame Holly more than I do Fury for that moment and the reason is Fierzy had just done that and Mike Keene was over in the corner and he had purple face at this point because he was so angry but he didn't really want to be that guy yet you know so then Holly goes over to the bench press which is 185 and you're supposed to max out which I think Twister did like 60 and they pulled it Twister's away Twister's actually still going <laughs> he might actually still be yeah. actually funny story to that one I know story time today sorry <laughs> That's fine. but uh Holly sits down at the 185 and he sits there, stretches, gives the head shake, you know, ooh, 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 lays down, looks at the bar, puts his hands on the bar, and goes, nope. <laughs> and sits up and walks away. <laughs> Mike Keenan goes, what do you mean, no? He goes, listen, man, my arms go up over my head, not out in front. Meaning when he, he <laughs> scores. scores. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my arms go like this, not like this. And Keenan was losing it. Wow. That's losing amazing. Wow. Can that's... you imagine? Like, like I love that because that's what I would think Brett Hall would do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm number 16, motherfucker. I, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know that yeah. I have to do this. Scoreboard, okay, pal. <laughs> right. So Twister had gone up there. We had Rudy Poshek mm-hmm. um, one year as well. It's, these are two stories combined. But basically, Holly said to Keenan, he goes, you want to win bench press? Go talk to Twister. Let's see how many goals he has this year. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's hilarious. Like a shot fired everywhere. Um, two years later or three years later, we ended up with Rudy Poshek here. Rudy was a big dude. He looked like he got stung by a pack of bees, like yeah. just ripped and huge. <laughs> and he goes in, Twister goes in and rips off like 40 of these bench press. Not even really. It was like a warm-up to him, but he's like 40. Like nobody else is doing 40. Well, Rudy comes in and does 55 afterwards. Twister hears about this. He drives back to the hotel, <laughs> gets on the bench press, and rips out 70 of these oh things. Oh, my gosh. After doing all of the testing, the VO2, the like everything, Twister comes back. He's like, nobody's breaking my fucking record. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, Can my. we go back how to- How many did you do? Uh, I was 28. 28? That's good, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, not bad. I want to go back to the lightning real quick to just ask about another St. Louis guy. Oh, did we get sidetracked? And, uh, <laughs> imagine shit. us getting sidetracked. Um, I want to ask about Kevin Shattenkirk. He obviously, uh, I was a big fan of Kevin when he was here. Leaves here, signs the big deal with the Rangers. It does not work out. He ends up going to Tampa on a, on a low money deal, and then it works out for him. Can you talk about how... Th- Winning the cup, how does that build up a guy like Shattenkirk again? When because he's a free agent, right? So, yeah, because it was just a one year deal. Restricted. I mean, yeah. unless Tampa wants to lock him up again, but I doubt they'll be able to. And he their... was at what one one seventy five, one point seven five, and that was because year? to set the table here, that's because he had a buyout with the Rangers, so he was essentially making like four or five million this year, no matter what, before he even start playing. So, add a million and a half or a million seven. He's doing all right. Yeah. Wow, man. He's so doing talk, okay. But talk about Shattenkirk going forward. Does this how much how much more does this help his market value and things like that? Well, it's going to be really interesting because he's a right-handed shot. He's going to be unrestricted. Now he's not in Alex Petrangelo's um, category as far as like what how badly he'll be needed or wanted around the league. But 
Kevin Shattenkirk was kind of cast aside. Not kind of. He was absolutely cast aside by the Rangers, and people wondered if he could even play in the NHL anymore. Tampa recognized that he could bring some value to their team, and man, did he ever. Look at some of the, the, the play he had during the regular season, which was great, and then his big-time playoff moments. He was involved in a lot of those overtime situations, specifically that one huge double overtime goal. Pat Maroon standing in front of the net. Mm-hmm. Kevin Shattenkirk scores. This is going to set up Shatty for a two- or three-year deal. Somebody's coming in probably around the $5 million mark. I would say 4 to $5 million because he has always been a great leader. He's always been a great teammate. He's always been a really good power play guy, which he still is. But now he's more well-rounded because he was forced to be well-rounded in Tampa. So this he does not need to find a situation that's perfect for him necessarily. You're saying that you believe that his game has evolved in a way that he can. He, he's not just going to be a power play specialist or an offensive defenseman kind of guy. He's going. You're right as far as his play is concerned, but as far as him emotionally, he's going to find the right fit. Because he went for the money, he went for what he thought before with the Rangers, and that wasn't a fit. It was a square peg and a round hole, and it just never worked. So Kevin Shattenkirk now is going to have the ability to kind of pick and choose and almost interview teams that want to sign him because he's going to know what he's comfortable with. He's going to remember how great it was here in St. Louis. He's going to remember how great it was in Tampa, how awful it was with the Rangers, and he's going to realize where his biggest successes were. And one thing, too, guys, he's got the bling-bling to go with it. He's got a ring now. Teams are going to be like, well, you don't think the Montreal Canadiens, like, they're trying to rebuild that team, the Detroit Red Wings? Tell, Steve- tell me already he's not coming back to St. Louis. <sighs> no, he's not. Okay. No, there's just, right now the Blues have their own, they have their hands full with, they've got too many defensemen right, right now. I mean, right. they've got a surplus. Yeah. So, as much as I love Shaddy and love uh, to have him back. When I looked it up and I saw he was a unrestricted free agent and he was only at 1.75, I was like, ah, come on back. Well, we'll He'll be more expensive. How about that, too? <laughs> He'll be more expensive moving forward. Uh, but he won't be at the six, seven million dollar range if he's smart. I'd sign like a three year deal, twelve million. How old is he? Anybody? Twenty nine ish. Twenty nine to thirty one, somewhere in there. That's my yeah. guess. Okay. Any? I, I mean, we have technology. I can pull it up. <laughs> any? Uh, any movement on the petrol front, Jamie? Nothing right now. And I, when is it? When's the unrestricted free was agent? Was it sixth or the it's ninth? The ninth. ninth. Okay. okay. So um, the only thing I know right now for sure about Alex Petrangelo is I believe, and I don't know for sure. I shouldn't say that because everything is, you know tight-lipped in this world, but uh, the Blues, I believe, are going to come back to the table with what they'll be their biggest, best offer. And if it's good enough, I think they can, you know, get get a marriage done here. If not, then it's it's over, boys. And my philosophy on it would be if I was Tom Stillman, I'm letting Army do his job, but I'm saying, guys, here's what's – we're going to get a boardroom down mm-hmm. at uh, the Ritz-Carlton. Okay, We're going to get lunch delivered – Breakfast. We'll start with breakfast. Coffee, breakfast. We're not leaving the room until we have a deal. Mm-hmm. That's it. And who's who's Tom Stillman talking to when, uh, you, when you say that? Right. He, well, he's talking to both sides. Okay. He's, so it's not just him and Army and let's figure out exactly what we need to do. It's both sides. Yeah, it's both sides for sure. Because Tom Stillman, if I'm the owner, I want to make this work. Right. I want to make it work financially for my team. But I'm tired of the phone calls back and forth or the posturing. I'm like, you know what? I'll pay for your flight in charter flight. I don't care. Newport Sports, get in here. Alex, meet us down there. Um, Doug, meet us down at the boardroom. And we're sitting in this boardroom, socially distanced, of course, course. sitting in this boardroom, and we're getting a deal done. And that shows a tremendous amount of commitment to Alex Petrangelo, which is part of the respect factor, which he's going to be like, whoa, 
all right, I feel like I'm a big deal mm-hmm. now. You know, I feel like I'm respected. And at the end of the day, maybe they don't get a deal done. But I could tell you what, that Newport Sports and Alex Petrangelo are probably a little more apt to be open to suggestion on certain things. And at that point, too, uh, for Doug Armstrong, it's not that he's being evaluated by Tom Stillman at that point. But Doug then is very aware that Tom would like to make this deal happen. Mm-hmm. So now they can present legitimate deals back and forth that hopefully, as Doug likes to say, makes them comfortably uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they get this finished. Now, uh, what, one question about Jaden Schwartz on the way out the door. He switched agents this week. Yeah. What does that mean not only for Schwartz, but what does it mean when a player switches representation like that? Because it's it it doesn't seem to happen often. I mean, often enough that you hear it, but obviously that's got to be a big freaking deal when you personally make the change to go with someone else that had been representing you for however Especially long. Especially when he's coming up on uh, on free agency. He's due, yeah, next, yeah. After, after after next, next season, year. yeah. So what's weird about this is there's quite, a, and this is I don't know. We'll we'll just make of it what we will. There's quite a few guys who are leaving Newport Sports, which represents Alex Petrangelo. I used to be with Newport Sports coming up, and Newport Sports is all about the big up-and-coming players and the well-established players. I left Newport Sports halfway through my career and went with a guy named Matt Cater, who was a a scout here with the Blues. He turned into an agent. I thought to myself, who better to represent me than a guy who drafted me? Mm -hmm. And knows your game. Knows me, knows my game. Knows your contemporaries as well, knows what your worth is, all that stuff. 100%. Knows the league. He's talked to everybody. So that was my choice at the time because Newport Sports start to not return your calls. As As you start to fade as far as your production or your ice time or your value. And I shouldn't say they don't return your calls. Um, but You're not a priority. You can tell that your priority level is different. I called a bunch of times, didn't get to talk to anybody. Then I called one time and told the receptionist I was Chris Pronger, and I got the guy on the phone. And I was like, this is all I need to know. Thank you. And I hung up, right? So I don't know if Jaden Schwartz is getting that treatment because he's a pretty big player. But when you look at some of the other guys, maybe he wants a little more love. And what I mean by that is maybe he wants an agent who's proactive, who's in his business, who's trying to help him, who's looking at different things, not just looking at the big number. Um, and so that that's why guys change. Guys change because they want somebody who's way more invested in them as a player overall and, rather than just a big number at the end of it. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's where he is right now, you That's think. where he is. He wants to get probably maximum value. He wants an agent that's diving into all the most recent analytics and comparables and all that stuff around Lee. He wants to make sure he's making the right decision. Because this is this is most likely going to be the biggest deal that Jaden Schwartz as a player gets monetarily. So he wants to maximize what he can get in this big contract year, right? This is all going to be so tricky because the flat cap over the next couple of years and then the slow progression to an, like a, a, an increasing cap it's really going to suck for guys because the guys who are supposed to get their payday, who paid their dues, and it's their time to, you know, strike oil, it's not going to happen. I don't think, like, for the Petrangelos, the Taylor Hall, your top three free agents, I think it's still a possibility. But as you work your way down, the middle guys, the three, four, five, six million dollar guys are all going to take it right in the nuts. Wow. Is there another team? You mentioned Taylor Hall with Arizona, right? Well, he was, yeah. Uh, who is there another team out there that's dealing with the same thing that the Blues are? Like they have a longtime guy that they may or may not be able to resign that could screw up the structure of their team. No. And and this is it, huh? In the history of the NHL, since the salary cap era, 
It's never happened. <laughs> Nobody has ever let a player of that magnitude walk. That, by the way, everybody, is Donnie literally hitting his head on the counter. Yeah. I, 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 you make me feel positive, but God dang it, I want him back so bad. And also, too, I just I want Blues hockey back. Yeah. Like like tomorrow. And what? I know we've got months to wait for it. What is the, what did they did they decide anything yet? No. No. It's it's a it's a fluid situation. I've, by the way, that word I use a lot now because I hear them say it. I'm like, that's a good word. Fluid <laughs> <laughs> situation. Yeah. But I mean it situation. is. It means I don't have to commit to because, anything. Right. <laughs> because who freaking knows what happens? Who who I mean, I would assume that the coronavirus is going to kind of dictate when things get started again. Yeah, I heard it's not going on vacation for a while. So um <laughs> Wait, wait, I thought <laughs> at the stroke of midnight on December thirty first, I thought it was just champagne toast and it gets rid of all the viruses. Yeah, that right? I was led to believe that last Easter was gonna be great because it was it was done with its work at right, that point. Right. Um yeah. but anyways, look, without getting stupid about this, right now there's talk of a vaccine in November. There's talk that it may not be there. There's talk about one in December. There's talk about one in January. There's a lot of, like, just like it's always been. We don't yeah. really know what the hell's going yeah. on. And the NHL is investigating the possibility of several bubbles next year. It would be, like, one bubble per division. And teams would fly into that bubble, play a number of games against each other, like a round robin. Like, in a week, you'd play four teams. And then you'd go back home and wait till your next time to come in, like, they're trying to figure it out, man, yeah. and it's wow. tough because, you know, it cost $100 million to provide those two bubbles for the NHL Whoa. this year. Damn. That's not a financial structure that's beneficial to the NHL. Well, especially when the teams aren't bringing in any any revenue from, from ticket sales right. and things like yeah. that. They're, yeah. they're appeasing their advertisers and their television contracts. They're fulfilling their requirements, and they're getting their money for that. But that's it. That's tough. Man, oh man. That is tough. We like normally this thing ends on like not something that's tough and makes us go, oh, normally it's you guys like jerking off about something stupid. Right. Well, yeah. Jeff is actually just doing that period <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the last minute blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Protective Jeff Burton from 1057 The Point, former blue defenseman and team member at 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers. Share the podcast. We'll be here as long as there's blues and hockey to talk about. As always, let's go blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com.